0: I'm super excited to share that as of this episode, it will be a full year of the I Love Sleep Podcast. Before we start today's story, I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported, shared, listened, commented on, and just done everything to help out this podcast. It has truly helped with the creation of of the podcast and with the growth of the podcast. I have truly loved creating all of these episodes and reading these stories. It has made me so happy to see that so many people are enjoying these stories and are helping them to fall asleep, as that is the goal of the podcast. In the very first episode, it was Jack and the Beanstalk, and it was such a wonderful memory. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for the I Love Sleep Podcast. Thank you so much, and let's continue with the story. Remember that if you like the story, please be sure to comment, follow, like, and share. It would really help with creating more episodes in the future. Today we are going to be continuing with our journey into the Hundred Acre Woods. It says welcome 3 times, Owl explained, because that's how pleased we are to see him back. All the animals sat on the ground and waited but there was a tree stump reserved for Christopher Robin. The jellies were getting rather wobbly in the sun, and Rue kept looking at the green jelly which made himself, with grapes and other flowers, and which was, or had at least been, shaped like a castle. It was a little along the tablecloth from him, and he kept fidgeting to get closer to it, because although he thought the others might like green best, he knew that he did. He kept saying to anyone who would listen, the red ones are the best, they've got strawberries in them, the yellow ones are even better because they're really lemony. But he said nothing about the green ones. Eeyore was the last of the animals to arrive in. The party, he turned around a few times and sat down on the tree stump. Jollifications and hay did a little, he said. Decent of you to wait for me. But Eeyore, said Piglet, and would have said more if Kanga had frowned and shaken her head at him. I'm sure it's going to be a lovely party, said Kanga, but you're sitting in Christopher Robin's place, Eeyore dear. Ear unfolded his legs and slowly got back to his feet. It was quite uncomfortable, he said, as tree stumps grow. I'm sure Christopher Robin will enjoy sitting on it now that I've warmed it up for him. Still, there was no Christopher Robin. Peglet held up the party cracker up to the light and shook it to see if it rattled. Then, a little sadly, he put it down again. "'When can we start? Oh, when can we start?' cried Baby Roo. "'The red jellies are best, everyone. Or the yellow ones. Oh, when can we start?' And Kanga said, "'Soon, dear. Soon. But don't keep pointing like that. It's rude.'" Pooh was staring at his pot of honey and getting drowsy, and wondering if it was still his pot of honey. And whose pot of honey would be if Christopher Robin didn't come? and whether one could train bees to make honey straight into pots, because then they would use their combs to brush their hair without getting it sticky. If bees have hair, and maybe he would leave an empty pot out there just in case, and would it get any hotter? And what would happen if it did? And Pooh's head sank forward and he uttered, a soft sort of growl, which is halfway between a grunt and a snore. Then, by way of conversation, Al said, Did I ever tell you about my Uncle Robert? And although he had told them more than once, more than several times in fact, Kanga quickly said before he could begin, Best not to tire ourselves. Christopher Robin is sure to be here soon. And Piglet said, I expect he had come a very long way. How do you know, Rabbit asked. How long? He may have been delayed, said Pooh. It happens sometimes, you know. Or a heffalump, said Piglet, and he shuddered at the thought. Then the sun went behind the only cloud in the sky, and the speckles in the forest went away and came back again, which is what Christopher Robin had done if you had believed the rumor. Then Piglet, a little flustered and a little hungry, explained, Christopher Robin has had to come from wherever he's coming from, Rabbit, and it must be a very long way, because if it wasn't, he would be here by now. Just at that moment, there was a whirring sound. And a clickety sound and a pang sound, and there he was! Christopher Robin just said he had always been, except that he was riding a bright blue bicycle. Everyone gasped and began chattering at the same time, which is usually quite impolite, but wasn't just then. When Christopher Robin leaned his bicycle against the tree, he looked at all of them and said, Hello everyone, I'm back. Hello, said Pooh, and Christopher Robin gave him a smile. Owl said, A velocipede, I will explain to you the principle upon which- Eeyore said, A pleasure to see you, Christopher Robin, and I hope you enjoy the tree stump, which is quite warmed up. Higlet said, Ooh. He wanted to say more, but the words wouldn't form themselves the way he wanted them to, and when they had, it was too late to use them. Rue said, there are lots of jellies, Christopher Robin. I made them, and the red ones have got real strawberries in them, but if you want a green one... I'll try them all, said Christopher Robin cheerfully, but I'll try the red ones first. Early and late, two small friends and relations pulled the party cracker, or tried to, and early let go by mistake and late toppled over backwards, but Winnie the Pooh gave Christopher Robin a bear hug and said, welcome home Christopher Robin. Kanga said, you must cut the cake, Christopher Robin, and make a wish, added Roo, hopping from foot to foot. So Christopher Robin made a wish and everyone cheered and clapped and said, welcome home, Except E.R. who said, many happy returns of the day. And Christopher Robin felt glad to be back, but a little sad at the same time. Then everybody blew their horns and threw their streamers and pulled the party crackers. And E.R. pulled two, one with his front hooves and one with his back. And the first one had a motto and a key ring with a present from Margaret, on it and a paper hat, but the second only had a paper hat. And Christopher Robin said to Pooh, I've eaten a lot of jelly and two slices of Kangas cake, so I don't have room for the honey. I wondered, Pooh, whether you would be kind enough to eat it for me, and Pooh was kind enough and did. Ben Eeyore said, I don't suppose he remembers who I am. Not that it's important. After all, why should he? When they had eaten everything they could eat, which was almost but not quite everything on the table, because at a proper tea party, there should always be leftovers for the birds. Christopher Robin made this announcement. Now, dear friends of the forest, in my bicycle basket, I have coming home presents for you all because I miss you so much. I have wrapped them up in Christmas paper because I've had less some of them from left over from last year. The animals were very excited, even smallest of all, who had fallen asleep in a butter dish and had to be debuttered. He thought maybe it was Christmas already, so he opened his present a shiny farthing with a red on it, and said, "'Happy Christmas, everybody.'" Then he went straight back to sleep because the moon was already shining out, and it was that mysterious time between day and night when it was not easy to tell which is why or whether. There were presents Christopher Robin had brought for the other animals. For early and late, sugar mice. For Owl, a spectacle case, in case he lost spectacles. For Piglet, pink earmuffs. For Roo, a bottle of colored sand in a satisfying pattern from the Isle of White. For Kanga, a set of seven thimbles, one for each day of the week. For Rabbit, a book called A Thousand and One Useful Household Hints. For Eeyore, two umbrellas for front and back. And for Pooh a wooden ladle for removing the sticky bits from pots of honey. What did Christopher Robin wish for when he cut his cake? That is a secret, and if I told you what it was, it would never come true. But Pooh came into it, and Piglet and the sunshine, so it was quite a long wish, and Christopher Robin kept his eyes tight shut when he made it, but his mips moved a bit. If what Christopher Robin wished for was more adventures in the Hundred Acre Wood, then his wish certainly did come true. And I will tell you about the adventures from the time that Piglet became a hero. There could well be heffalumps in there somewhere. And honey. In fact, I am sure of the honey. There may even be a story about the bright blue bicycle because it was a very fine one, and it made you feel good to just look at it, and made you want to rub the mud off as soon as it got onto it. There might be other bicycles in the hundred acre wood, but none as fine nor as shiny as Christopher Robbins, and no boy prouder than he.